Hey, it's me. I got a password. Life sucks. One word. Welcome back to the party. Yay. Uh, this block, um, it was uneven. It's It has two episodes where nothing really happens, followed by two episodes where things happen. But coming off... <laughs> by God, are they things. And coming off, they kill the president, and then you get an airport siege for two episodes. It's much less focused, and it gets into what is one of the um, bigger problems of the 24 writers, one of their worst tendencies. Yeah. We'll get to that when, when it comes up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's an, you can tell from my voice that I was not exactly enthused about this block of episodes. This might be one of the most, like, trin anger-inducing blocks of episodes for a while, I think. I mean, actually, it's been a year. There could have been ones that made me more angry. Um, but at no point have you started shouting, I hate 24, but that's... Oh, I, I think because, like, that implies that, like, like, there's some sort of comedy for the situation. Like, there's a level of, like, I'm able to chant that and, like, it's kind of comedic. Whereas this is actually just kind of, like, this is fucked. <laughs> well, um, also, we've I've noticed we've been stone-cold sober for this. Yeah. I, yeah. Granted, even if I was just doing the, the shot per damn it, I would so far be at three shots deep over like six hours of no like seven hours if we're including the pod yeah because every episode is ten, is actually 45 minutes yeah. but because of the ad breaks yeah so i which functionally would mean because of the average rate of human alcohol processing i would have been stone cold sober for more time than i wouldn't have been uh... we got one damn it in this block and it was just about the last word said in the entire uh in the entire four hours. But, well, we, let's not wallow in our own self-pity. Let's explain to you why you should pity us instead. Um, back at the airport siege, um, Jack is taken into custody by CTU. Yeah, because um, uh, Samwise is like, hang on a minute, why are we signing this guy off just immediately? Bring him in. I want to know for sure that he's not doing anything shifty. But he tells them about Quentin Tarantino and... It says, oh, just like what check. is Quentin Tarantino's actual name? We're uh, just calling him that, but like his his name is uh, Ivan Erwick. Okay, Ivan Erwick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he tells them to, but we don't find that out for another episode. He tells them to check the hangar security. Um, they see him going into one of like one of the side hangars where he took all the nerve gas out, and. Uh, they go in and check it out. You get a lot of shots of dead rats. Yeah. Uh, but the, the rats... In Is the that ha- good? <laughs> the rats in the hangars are, are just kind of... Um, they all look like they're doing... They've all died on stage in like an amateur production of Hamlet. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, like... like they, all, of the, all of them are like kind of clutching at the air as if their last little rodent words were, I'm having a heart attack! Like... <laughs> I imagine if a rat went and we see Quentin uh, declare that the nerve gas is going to be used on Moscow mm. uh, that they're going to pay for uh, having, having occupied our homeland and you know, as of the question is what's the homeland? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows. Uh, 
And the first lady, they find her unconscious, having been knocked out by the chloroform. Mm. And also, it doesn't help. Erlich's accent is insane again. So it doesn't help because like, you can't identify him by nation because sometimes he sounds like he's from South Africa. Sometimes he sounds like he's Cockney. Sometimes yeah. he sounds like vaguely Eastern European. It's like, it's like just, it, they've really revived the sort of Swedish, like Estonian accent from the first season. Yeah, where it's an accent that is from everywhere. Yeah, it's like, like... If Esperanto had a natural accent, it would be this guy. It's just like, like, I don't know, man. Maybe he moves around a lot. I imagine, I imagine international terrorists do. It's, well, he's mostly sounding... Um, South African and Cockney. So yeah. we decided that he's from African Elephant and Castle. Hang on, I need a minute to warm up into the accent. Uh, groms, groms. This nerve gas will punish her for leaving me. Are we, are... <laughs> yes. Are you going I... down to the, the, the. I'm going down the Ethels and Pears. Our breakaway republic will be having a huge divorce from Russia. <laughs> one of your bits is that grimes is your flatmate and like uh, i'm going to i'm going to call her and i'm going to tell her and and her flatmate is going to be very very annoyed when (laughs) when when he finds out let me tell you when he sees this on 24 he's going to be so fucked off yeah because especially because grimes took his took his credit card and put all his money in rubles (laughs) she said she she said it was the most beautiful sounding currency to say (laughs) that art should Transcend money. Mm. Anyway, before we get hung up, hung up on personal nonsense jokes that we do to each other, he asked her, "How, we, how am I supposed to pay my rent?" And she called him a, a petty capitalist. <laughs> don't know, that accent really got away from me at the end. There, I don't even know where that went. Well, neither uh, does uh, neither does um, does uh, Quentin Tarantino. To I, be fair, so sure. now so, you're getting into character. So the first lady, they find her unconscious, and they don't even have to lie and and. Like, Walt Cummings doesn't even have to go, I have no idea what happened here. The president just goes, oh, you probably just blacked out. Yeah, she's always doing this. He's so good at gaslighting. This is like his one actual talent Mm. is, like, he can't rule for shit. He can't handle public relations. He can't, you know, sort out treaties. For the love of the game, I think, a little bit. He can make his wife doubt her lived experiences, though, like, no one's business. Mm. And I can respect that. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone has one thing they're good at. Like, you know, um, Michelangelo. You know, he was a he was an excellent painter and he was a fantastic sculptor. Mm. Yeah, but maybe he was a terrible chef. Yeah, maybe. Who so, can say? Yeah. Uh, and when she starts saying, "Oh, I had I had you know this transcript and it was right here, but someone took it," like without dropping a beat like the president goes into another room and it's like how quickly can we get her back to like the loony bin in vermont we sent her to last time yeah she like, hates it there mm. but, but i'm sick of her yeah like, can we just what's it called um just google places my wife hates mm. and mm. or any of the links that are blue yeah just let's let... was it was it this block it might have been the last block where they said that because she has a doctor that's like clearly from that institution and there was a bit where like someone said to the said to the like one of the like this her blah, 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 the first lady's assistant says to her like your doctor says you shouldn't be watching this and it was in like the news about what had been going on yeah yeah like for this the airport siege and like we were both like what Does, is he okay is he on the line currently or is he just like you can only let her watch Peppa Pig yeah like um you can you can allow her to watch Peppa Pig and Paddington 
but not Paddington Two because the scene where he's in prison. Is yeah, it? that would yeah. that will upset her. Yeah, but it, it, she's terrified of Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she like in, in Vermont, all they were playing her was Notting Hill. If see if, you, if she sees Hugh Grant, she's going to start believing that there is an international conspiracy afoot. I think Hugh Grant would be a pretty good twenty-four villain. I think yeah, if he, if he can face off against Paddington. With his, like, is it Hugh Grant with, like, the repertoire of disguises? Is yeah. That, is that Paddington 2? Yeah, yeah, like, that's Ma one, like, almost. Oh, like, my God, we've already seen it. We, yeah. We, like, don't, we don't need to do it again. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Ma one is all the good bits of every fun villain ever, though. That's the thing, like... <laughs> Ma one has... He has so many fingers in so many pies. I, his ultimate downfall, I think, is, you know, he, he diversifies too far. Mm. Uh, he doesn't have one big plan that he's really put all his time into. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's better to like, it's better to burn out than fade away. Yeah, our our boy flew so close to the sun and then dropped himself to his death rather than be arrested. <laughs> um, so Walt then calls up his guy on the phone, who's when it cuts to him, he is in a matrix cave. Oh fuck! I forgot the matrix cave. He's just, oh, he's like. A- in like a dark room, and then just sort of behind him, a bunch of like green text and like numbers just appears. It looks like it's he, like not even like on a screen. It just looks like it's hanging in reality. It looks like he's um like plugged himself into hackertyper.com, the website that they use to uh, to make it look like they're coding in twenty twenty five. The God. world enslaved by a virus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the guy on the phone says, "Okay, well, I suppose we've got to take out Jack now." And Walt says, well, don't worry, I've got a guy inside CTU. Oh, and I wonder uh, who it might be. Uh, <laughs> now, who's the new guy in CTU that has got uh, a lot of screen time? That's right, it's we, the guy but, we haven't even really mentioned. Spencer. Spencer. The new guy. Who Chloe woke up in bed with this morning. Yeah. Um, that's why they weren't doing a welfare check on her when she started running away, because Spencer was just going... Oh no! I saw her. She's fine. <laughs> and Edgar, Big the Cat, was just yeah. Like, was oh, okay. Like, yeah, he he was like, oh, I see, I see how it is. Oh, that's how he knew. Okay, right. Okay. Oh yeah, he was like, you don't need to look after her because I actually saw her and she's fine. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so Edgar's actually Edgar was kind of sad that Chloe kept secrets about like having a boyfriend, even though it looked like much more like a hookup. Yeah, I don't think Edgar knows. He's a, he's a very pure being. He doesn't actually know what that means. Yeah, he he just thinks that they had a special hug in bed once. Yeah, time. Uh, but he's he's also he seems mostly upset that she knew that Jack was alive. Yeah, and it's like, and she she's like, shut up, man. National security, yeah. like, but also like, I'm not sure that like even the president knew, you know, like all of this. So like, national security doesn't really come into it. It's more like to keeping. Be, it's more like Jack security. To be fair, who would you sooner trust, Edgar? Or President Gaslight. I mean, a hundred percent Edgar, but there's <laughs> neither here nor there. Like, well, like, well, what I've done now is I've put you into a binary oh, choice no. where both options, are, <laughs> where both options are stupid, but only one of them actually works. Yeah, uh, which is, as you'll see, the theme of this block. Um, so Spencer is Walt Cummings' inside man, and uh, Chloe gets into his files and finds out that he's been um, doing things beyond his actual uh, allowed access. He's been like trying to crack to higher clearance levels and stuff like that as well, right? Like Yeah, and like he's like 
he it seems like he's been doing things that only like a mole who, who yeah a, a spooky guy in CTU on a phone would be doing and and she's like I've seen this before and Spencer lets a guy that Cummings has sent into CTU she's like why why do they keep hiring new fucking people yeah just, like stop hiring people just, like one just, in three of them always turns out I think it might even be higher than that just wind down the organization at this point I really think like like sort of half of the new entrants end up being like spooky guys on phones. You do get a pretty funny moment when um, Walt's guy, uh, he comes in and uh, Spencer thinks he's just there to like download some files on Jack. And he's telling about like how you've got to be careful to like, you know, make sure the right data headers or whatever. So no one can tell. And the guy's just going like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. While he's going Mm -hmm. through his bag of, um, server components that he's put down on the other side of a server stack so uh, Spencer can't see it. He's like, oh, I got it. Yeah, be careful. But all the while he's he's saying yeah. that he's just actually assembling a gun. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I'll um, I'll make sure not to ping the doodahs and uh, and, and flip all the, the knobs. And he's like, do you know what you're doing, man? He's like, yep, see ya. So while they're doing that, um, while, while he's doing that, then Spencer gets brought in for questioning because Chloe's um, Chloe says that he's, you know, sus. Yeah. Uh, but Jack, he gets back to CTU. Uh, Audrey and uh, Diane, the woman that Jack was living with at the oil site. Mm. They have a bit of an awkward... Yeah. A bit of, yeah. Mum of Boy Kim. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, are we with him before? And Audrey, with her, like, two-story tall face, looks at her and just sort of is like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he demolished and rebuilt this ass. Like, <laughs> uh, I, and, I but, just like, it, it's, it's very weird, but uh, they, um, I'd forgotten about even this, these two episodes, these first two episodes just sort of like, I passed me by in a haze because they're so boring. But uh, well, Jack then gets called down though, because Tony he survived the car bombing, but he's uh, comatose. And they're saying he's conscious and he wants to talk to Jack. Mm. So Jack goes down there, but the doctor is Walt's guy. Yeah. Who has hitmaned the actual doctor and hid him under a bed. And has just put on, he's just put on a white lab coat. Yeah. And tr- uh, he's... He's like sneaking up on Jack and Jack sees his reflection in like a, a monitor that's turned off. Yeah. And like, yeah, he like... There's a there's a bit of a scuffle, and the guy is like doing some like cool cool fighting moves, and like I think he breaks one of Jack's ribs. Yeah, which, he like stamps on his chest, which hasn't actually come up at any point. Yeah, um, I just remembered that because now I'm like, yeah, the fuck, yeah, man? I remember seeing the subtitle "bones crack." Yeah, no, he literally said, I think he cracked one of my ribs. Yeah, like the guy nearly gets him. Yeah, and then uh, Jack like stabs him with some scissors. Uh, it is kind of cool. Yeah, he gets like the, the thin scissors, gets them in there, and then while the guy's looking at him quite surprised, he then just open palm slaps it in. Yeah, and open like, palm slam the slizzer, <laughs> scissors into the slot. Oh yeah, like it, it, Jack Bauer. I know ab- all the moves. Jack Bauer absolutely. <laughs> and I do them in time. He absolutely spent his eighteen months keeping in fighting fit shape by open palm slamming a VHS of the Chronicles of Riddick <laughs> into the cassette player every day. Fuck's sake. I'm sorry, but look at it. We've got the Disney Plus app. I think we're watching this on Disney Plus. Which is, very... I think that might be insane to Americans when they hear that. Oh. Like, I don't think Americans understand that Disney Plus over here is not what it is over there. Yeah, because we... Because all... I, I keep seeing discourse about, like, um, how 
like it's supposed to be like a family app, which isn't like ridiculous to me because I think for the longest time I was like, what the hell do you mean? It's ever since they acquired Stars as a streaming platform. So effectively here, I think maybe in America as well at this point, um, they have all of Fox's things on, which means that uh, you've got some really good horror, like independent horror. You've got all the aliens, uh, Prey, the new Predator movie. Oh, is that on there? Okay, uh, that was a that was a Disney Plus exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that is great. Um, it's a, well, looking at his face in the thumbnails, imagine that face looking wide-eyed at the screen like he's in an Oscar-winning movie about the power of movies. But the movie that he's watching is The Chronicles of Riddick. (laughs) You see it. Yeah. You see Jack Bauer's beady eyes gleaming. Yeah. Like two little little lentils in a milky sea. He's got the little... That's what he... um... He's like he he wears the aviators, but really he wants the Riddick glasses. Like he's saving up. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, when Jack kills the guy, uh, they go and talk to Spencer, who says, "Yeah, sorry, I've been lying to you all. I'm actually with Internal Affairs." And they go, "No, you're not." And he says, "Yes, I am. Um, this guy Walt Cummings from the White House told me I am, and I've been helping him." Yeah, and, and like, but Jack gets him to like play a play ball because he's not saying anything. He's a, he wants a lawyer and stuff, and then like Jack shows him like the uh, that like a picture of the dead doctor, and he's like, and he's like, oh fucking hell, okay, all right. They just told me he was here to install a, a, a wiretap. Uh, all right, sure. Yeah, Jack, a face. He said, yeah, that he just wanted me to. Um, he told me that he wanted me to make sure that CTU is doing things, you know, on the level. So, Which, I mean, fair enough. Yeah. If I was going to come up with a lie to get someone to infiltrate specifically CTU, saying, I think CTU has got some pretty severe breaches of protocol. Yeah. Because like, on this day alone, a guy who is not a member of CTU is disavowed and announced dead by the US government and still has his tattoo from when he, you know, was doing heroin. Yeah. He's just hanging around in the office. And yeah. he's also just killed a man with some scissors. Um, but now, th- now that they know that, you know, it's Walt, that, well, we've got, to go and, we've got to go and get him, but... Can't do that. CTU can't get after him. But he's then, a mate of the president's. But then Jack says, well, I'm not CTU. And it, again, that's a... While technically correct... I think he was actually given clearance back. Oh, they... And- they, so I think technically, yes, he is. They only reinstate him at the end of this episode. Oh, okay. Um, or at the start of the next. So he, he's like, I'm not CTU. And then that's... There you go. Actually, that's going to be a problem for us. You, yeah, you, you're going to need to be. Yeah, um... yeah, you have like 3,000 seconds where that's the case. And it'll be useful that you're not CTU for the plot. And then we'll need you to be CTU for the rest of the plot. Hmm. So uh, He calls Mike and um, they agree to meet secretly. But Walt is listening in. Uh, and uh, but while that, while that's happening, the president is like you, you, he sees the footage of like the nerve gas, um, and it, it kills you within it kills you within minutes. The, sorry, the president sees this. Yeah, they, yeah. They, so they, this they... is where I tuned out. Like, so this is all news to me. Oh yeah, you were gone. Um, you were gone for a bit. This was just like people looking at screens. Yeah, uh, he, he was shown footage from a terrorist training camp of the nerve gas, where it. Stage one is immediate and it's disorientation. So the immediate symptom is you get a little funny with it. Okay. And the second symptom is death. Oh, okay. Well, that's not great. Mm. 
But I mean, let's be honest, if, if, if you had to plot like a Gantt chart, like a, a timekeeping map of one's life, getting a little funny with it and then death would probably be... Those normally are the last two stages. Oh, I'd say that those are the only two stages. Okay. <laughs> like if you're living right. Yeah. You, you... It just speeds up the process, really. Yeah, it's in the same way that anytime somebody, you know, I'm asked, where do you see yourself in this many years? I always answer with the phrase syphilitic insanity. <laughs> Um, just what you want to hear from your boyfriend anyway um no yeah, well, so quentin um he he arrives at the, with the nerve gas at the port because he's going to smuggle it out of the country back to his own and use it on moscow um and you know, jack and diane they they say goodbye and like audrey and and jack they have like a, a phone call where they're like oh we still have feelings for each other uh but then i was so disappointed aaron pierce finds the first lady uh and he lets the Secret Service take her. Yeah. And like, I was, I, I was the entire time just, just cutting and just saying, oh, no, oh, uh, Aaron, no, Aaron. Come on, man. Uh, it was a, but we get a, we get a good one. We get a good bit um, from him later. Uh, because when Jack uh, is, like, when he meets Mike, he gets instantly arrested and because yeah, Walt told him where he is, but then almost as soon as he's arrested, Aaron Pierce lets him out of custody because he feels bad, and Jack bursts in on the president, which is yeah, I, I, one would think difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, well, normally the Secret Service stop you doing that. However, Aaron just went. Uh, Aaron's in on it. Yeah, Aaron went. Oh, go on. He's other guy checking the door. Um, how about you? You know, I saw Jack Bauer get away. I think he went very far away, and he went. I'll be, I'll be right there. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. But he he's burst in on Walt, just flat out confessing to the president. He went, "Hey man, um, Jack Bauer's on his way here to tell Mike that I did all this stuff with the nerve with the nerve gas and at the airport and killing Palmer." Yeah. And uh, the president says, "Why would he say that?" And Walt goes, "Oh, because I did it." Yeah. And here we get our here we get our actual plot. Uh, some former CIA guys contacted Walt and brought him into this plan where uh, these kind of breakaway Republic guys will get nerve gas based on intel that they are leaking them. They will then let that leave the country, but they fiddled with the detonators. So as soon as they bring it back to their training camp, they will deploy. They will deploy it remotely by satellite, killing them all, all of the terrorists at the camp, and most importantly, demonstrating the existence of WMDs in Central Asia, uh, allowing the new Russian-American terrorism partnership to send in uh, military force and specifically secure the flow of oil for a generation. We so. At which point, Richard Nixon is like, okay. Yeah, yeah. he's like, and uh, it, it's already out of the country. It's too late for you to stop it. And yeah, Richard Nixon's response is effectively just to go, but good work. Yeah, he's like, like, he's uh, like oh, I, I don't like that you've done that. Look, I think of how bad it would look if anyone knew. Uh, and then as soon as he went, oh, well, it's too late to stop now. He's like, oh, good, because I didn't really want to stop it. So Yeah. But then Jack bursts in. And while the president keeps shouting, I'm the president... Um, Jack is like doing like um like holding a knife. Oh no, he's kar- well, he karate kicks Walt a few times. Yeah, 
Like there's a number of karate kicks, and then he we get our first proper uh, bit of torture. Yeah, of the he's like, I'll when the knife hits your eye like a big pizza pie. Please tell me where the nerve gas uh, is. Uh, I'm sorry, you're leaving. You're leaving shit on the table. You're leaving gold on the table. Like, when the knife hits your eye like a big pizza pie, twenty four eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bells. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and yes, as soon as he. And the president is just looking at him. Aaron Pierce is also there. And the president just says, do something. And Aaron Pierce says, I am doing something. I'm watching yeah. <laughs> this uh, rules. Uh, and when Jack is almost cutting Walt's eye out, Walt then actually does. He spills the beans. He says, actually, they haven't left yet. At which point the president is like, oh, great. Now I have to do something. Yeah, he's like, oh, they told me it was too late. I'm sorry. Uh, so they had taken CTU off the case. And now they put them right back on, like 20 minutes apart. Uh, please don't arrest me or, you know, uh, do anything about this. Uh, cool. Bye. Uh, they decide not to send the first lady to a psych ward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is where they identify uh, um, Quentin as uh, Ivan Erwick. But when they have the screen with all of his details on, it's zoomed in. So it cuts off the sides. So anything that would... So you see, he left his country of, and then it goes off the other side. Oh. Yeah. Um, anywhere that would specify what breakaway republic this is, thankfully excised. Uh, but we then see a tactical team go to the containers. Yeah. And like to recover all of this nerve gas. And uh, I was like sitting up going, is it time for the MSA masks? And then I sat rapidly back down again when I realized they were just using re- like respirators. Yeah, every, every time there was a gas mask, Trin was just sort of like kind of. It's like when a it's like when a dog recognizes a dog on, is, is on TV. <laughs> like it's not interested. It's not following the plot. It's just sort of it just recognizes it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but the container's empty. Uh, the only person in there is the middleman that was setting up the you know, the information between Walt and Erwig. Because it turns out Quentin Tarantino, when he had all of the canisters, he checked to see if someone had fiddled with the detonators. And when his big fiddle with the detonator checker flashed in red, fiddle, 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 he was like, oh, okay, um, fuck this. I'm just going to deploy these randomly around America. Yeah. Uh, and he calls Walt's phone. He's like, hey, is the president there? Can he hear you? Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to deploy this. Yeah, just so you know, I'm going to go on. I'm just going to go into populated areas with these. uh, So you can't detonate these. Fuck you. Like, which is exactly what I thought. Like, if if that was me, like, you're making a big jump, like, by assuming that this guy won't just then, you know, go into an, you know, go into a populated area so you can't detonate it. Like, Um, I really do like the fact, though, that um, when, when they first start to say that, like, they're going to send the first lady to a facility, to like a clinic. Mm. They leave her alone for a bit. She goes to the bathroom. And then the president kind of like opens the door. Oh, fuck yeah. And there's just an open window and like a, a, a the curtain is blowing. And it's like she's Ferris Bueller. Yeah, he pulls the curtain back and then finds an open window with a chair underneath it. He's like, my wife. My, my <laughs> wife is gone. And like, you see, we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> Mr. President, you know the pain of a lost wife. My wife has been in prison for seven years for trying to help me. 
for doing some for merely doing doing some international terrorism. Oh yeah, um, Owick does does have a whole line about um how his about how his my wife son is. is in a facility that where they call me a dick every day and uh, and I don't understand why what 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 possible reason that could be happening yeah. for. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go and release this nerve gas now. Uh, but yeah, and then when Aaron finds, and then when Aaron finds her, she's just hiding in the stables, but behind all of the bridles being hung up. <laughs> so she just kind of emerges, like Homer, through the bushes, but like from a bunch of riding equipment. <laughs> it's a really bizarre shot. Yeah, I think I was still half asleep for this. Yeah, this was um, while you were waiting for for food. Oh, right, yeah. Food kind of revived me a little bit, but then yeah. also the show got sh- really shit again, So, but in a different way. The way that makes me angry after this, rather well, than tired. You, you can't say that not enough was happening. That, like, yeah, stuff was happening, but it was kind of like, apart from like the, the this is the plot, this is why come Walting says oh, no, like, I mean, in had, these, like, he's in, doing this. I was like, Ugh. in these ne- In these next two, you can't say that nothing was happening. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so they're saying, well, now that Americans might get hurt, um, Jack, you're reinstated. Uh, and in a really stupid subplot that just comes and goes, um, Samwise Gamgee's sister calls him up and it's like, hey, I'm, uh, hey, I, I'm, I'm visibly a drug addict. And he's like, you can't stop calling me at work. And she's like, why? Do you think I'm going to embarrass you? And he says, yes. Like, and she's like, can I have $500? And he goes, okay, I'll meet you in a deserted car park. He goes, meets her in a deserted car park. Uh, and then the, her boyfriend, I guess, comes as he tries to give her like a doctor's card. He, he's he, like, I'm not going to give you any money, but I'll give you something more valuable. Yeah. My time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then a guy like just appears behind him, like teleports behind him and punches him in the in the back. Yeah, he, get, he gets a really big kidney punch in, and yeah. he just takes his wallet and runs off. Yeah, including his keycard. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a really dumb subplot that is... Uh, I think, I'm assuming that will come back up at some point. Oh yeah, but it's of the Kim variety of subplot. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the, he's now in the running, I think, for having the bad day. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to disqualify him from it potentially. Oh, some, yeah. Given everything for, that comes up shortly, giving someone else a, a worse one, yeah. Because uh, I think a really important thing they have to feel like a victim, uh, yeah. Like rather than like an, an, an important thing for someone having a bad day is that it's not always related to the plot. Mm. For instance, Jack Bauer he gets into a lot of difficult situations, but he puts himself. But, in there. Yeah, that's that's his job. It's due like, to, it's due to his proximity to the plot. Uh, this could have happened on any day that he gets randomly punched in the kidney. Yeah, and, um, I uh, don't necessarily think the bad day reward like has to be completely disconnected from the plot, but, but it I helps. think it helps. Yeah, 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 like it has, it definitely has to be. Like Jack cannot be having the worst day because it's like you know he's the protagonist. Well, if it hadn't been, Whereas, for, like, if it hadn't been for Kim, then um, Swede Mason in season two. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like, for sure. He was having a really bad day. Yeah, he melted. You yeah. know, that's generally as days go. Yeah, he was the he was Roger Corman's the Incredible Melting Man. Uh, like he, I think he otherwise would have been a shoe in, and that was pure plot related. But then again, he lost to Kim, in part because of the the massive multiplying factor of shit that's not that could have happened on any day and is happening to happen to you on this one. Uh, what uh, Quentin. He calls up his guy, uh, a guy called Rossler, who also has a weird floating accent. 
to a point where I'm wondering, is Rosler meant to also be nebulously Russian adjacent? Yeah, I think he is. Um, he has the similar, like, bizarre, mad-sounding accent. Uh, and he yeah, he tells them how to how they can reactivate all the triggers. Um, so they just go, they find a mechanic, and they just, at gunpoint, get him to like use his machine tools to cut them open. But CTU, they catch that phone call uh, using their, their voice recognition and like, you know, Obama-era prison Big technology that net. they have. Yeah, like stuff that, you know, at, at the time people were going, cool! And then in like, I think six years after this would air, uh, everyone would be like, oh, it's not fiction. Yeah. Uh, they pick that up, and so they... Um, Jack, uh, he then goes, he flies to Rossler's apartment. Um, but before he does so, he says, hey, Audrey, now that I'm alive again, there's someone very important that needs to know that I'm alive, but I don't want them to find out the wrong way. Can you bring Kim to CTU? Don't do that, man. Can you bring the most imperiled person on the planet to the most expensive loaded building in Los She's Angeles. She's going to end up walking in with a nerve gas canister, canister strapped to her back. Any any hour now it's going to happen. Like, this is now the sword of Damocles hanging over the series. <laughs> She's going to take out Boy Kim. Like, <laughs> well, Boy Kim, he's now left. I think that's a series wrap on him. Oh, really? Okay, fair he, enough. He's gone back to Mojave, California. Oh, fair enough. Well, good for him. Yeah, and and Chloe gets Spencer out of super jail long enough to help them like find the apartment. Okay, yeah, and he said like Buchanan says he has to wear a security bracelet, and I was like, "What is that? A fucking pair of handcuffs? Yeah, Come on, I, stop talking like a dickhead!" Yeah, like, like my my guess was it was a, an elastic band that you wear, and then every time you get a craving to do a crime, you just flick it, and it's you know negative reinforcement. Mm. So she rehires him for like fifteen minutes and then fires him. Yeah, which like I've had worse breakups. Um, so uh, Rossler he guides Quentin like entirely through the um, uh, like in, entirely through the process and he says okay well call back again in a few minutes at which point call back again before the end of the episode please yeah um, at which point Jack and Curtis they storm his building now they, they do sneak in you know they they disable the cameras but for like one minute yeah, I've got like the 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 payday uh, two like heist music like playing like the stealth music and much like in payday two, they get a guard to radio in that everything is fine. Yeah, but, but on the third time he does it, they go everything's not fine. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. That's the that's the music. That's kind of like how it goes when they when they realize now. Yeah, so Jack then like they get up to his his floor and they storm it. Um, they weirdly know where everyone is in they're able to track all of the oh, people yeah, in the building. Oh yeah, like everyone so in this universe I guess they also got really tired of having um, like uh, security guards for terrorists and not knowing where they are uh, so they've also been made to wear black boxes I guess uh, and Jack does actually get a pretty cool kill. Well he's not even a kill, he he bursts through a door and flies entirely horizontally. Yeah, and while flying through the air, shoots Rosler twice in the leg. Yeah, that, that, it, yeah, it's pretty like you know, it's another me at airsoft move. Yeah, I, I wondered why he didn't um, shoot the gun 
out of his hand, you know, target it in that. Yeah, but he, yeah, like. But he sprinted in, so he used all his action points. And, yeah. Uh, and he's just he, he's just not very good with the controller, you know. It, it, maybe he's left-handed, and you know, then the right stick. It's always a little difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sympathetic. Fair enough. Uh, but now we enter. The, yeah. So the tendency that we mentioned with the uh, twenty-four writers is they realized quite early on that people reacted well to when they create a difficult moral dilemma. However, those moral dilemmas consist of... They're usually like trolley problems, right? Yeah, like, like A trolley problem is... Yeah, if, I would presume you know it, but a train's going to hit five people on the tracks. Would you pull a lever and divert it onto a different track? And then it'll hit one person. You'll you'll be taking an action that will result in one person being killed, but it'll also be like saving five people. Like, is inaction a choice? All of those ideas. Mm. Um, but twenty four, it's deliberately you know it's just a broad framework because obviously in in life there are never such simple binary choices. Yeah. Anyway, so I I hate this um, because what happens is they go oh by the way. Someone else has been made to wear a black box in this apartment, and they're in another room, the bedroom. Now, if you wondered how Jack became so incredibly competent when he did that dive, it's because there was a 15-year-old in peril in his vicinity. He didn't realize. So we find out that Rossler, along with supplying nerve gas and being like a computer guy, has a beaten-up 15-year-old girl captive. And Rossler says... I'll help you. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you everything I know, provided I get immunity, a flight to a foreign country, and I get to take the fifteen-year-old girl with me. Mm-hmm. So, the right and well, Samwise is immediately like, deal, best best deal I've ever heard. Like, that's, I'm I'm cool with this, and like Jack isn't obviously not like exactly thrilled about this. Um, but is like, well, okay. Uh, I think the the problem with the writing is that this is so contrived. Yeah. It, like I described it earlier as like, um, it's like one of those stupid thought yeah. experiments that like right wingers <laughs> yeah. will get you to do where, where they're like, oh, would you, would you like, would you say a slur if it meant that the a hundred thousand people didn't die? It's like the, exactly that kind of vibes. It's like, but it what has, the fuck man? It, like it has the same type of thing where it's like it's trying to shock you with how extreme yeah. it is um they they feel they felt that people liked the stark difficult dilemmas which often in the show boil down to will you torture someone or not and that's always binary because the torture will always work mm. and there is always no other way what's it but, also now, but now they're trying to make it more shocking it's also infuriating about this is that like Rossler doesn't really seem to know anything that he has. He doesn't just tell them while waiting for the deal to turn up. Like he gives them like a bunch of shit. Just like he's going to call me in an hour. I was doing this. I've got a remote over here. You know, like all of this shit. Like they have his phone. Yeah, they have everything they need without doing any of this. But Jack's like to the fifteen-year-old, "I'm going to need you to go with him, and then like I'll pick you up after, and I won't let him touch you again, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Now please get dressed and like closes the door so that she can get changed. And then, like, as he's leading her out again to him, um, Rosa kind of does a creepy nod at her, at which point she reaches inside her hoodie and pulls out 
a, a pretty significantly sized gun mm. and then just blasts him. Yeah, and we're like, oh, fuck. Now, uh, and I was like, okay, cool. But I think we're supposed to be like, oh, fuck. Now they don't know where, like, but, fucker it is. But as, as viewers, with the nerve gas. As viewers, that means that we're watching and we're going, wait, so they did that, and the laws of plot mean there must be another way. Because otherwise, this is the end of the series because everyone dies in a storm of nerve gas. Yeah. So the other thing, yeah, like at this point, they've already, like, Rostor's already said, this guy doesn't know what I look like. Uh, like, I don't know him very well. He, we've never met. Uh, I was just the computer guy. I was hired like an hour ago, a yada, yada, yada. And like, so they know at this point that they can send Jack undercover. So all of this was just nonsense. It, it was them trying to create uh, like, oh, wouldn't it be messed up if? Yeah. Like, Are you impressed? This ain't your daddy's 24. It's, it's, it's shit. Like, it's so shit. And, like, I, I, I know that, like, the, the moral dilemma a little bit is that, like, at least we're supposed to think, okay, it's not so... Like, Jack, at least, isn't on board with it, even though he's doing it, because he's going to pick her up afterwards with agents. Yeah. But still, I'm like, you, no. You shouldn't use her. You shouldn't put her in that situation. Like, like no, man. Like, this this entire thing sucks and is stupid. Because they they keep making these scenarios where... The actions that they take are dark, but like and like, like, like anything Rosler could have given them, yeah. he's already given yeah. them. Like because they find the chip that he needs to replace the remote with anyway, like instantly. Yeah. Like nothing is like difficult here. But it's um, like, the actions that the characters take are meant to be kind of defensible. Like they're meant to be like dark heroes in our eyes because they do the things that like have to be done. But then, like in this case, they just don't. Yeah, it's, it's stupid it, as fuck. It, it creates um, a weird binary moral dilemma and then undercuts it because they want to do another binary moral dilemma next episode. Uh, well, let's, Which let's get into that. I, I think, think arguably might suck even more. <laughs> but then let's continue. Uh, I think it, it, it might suck more in its construction, but is, I would say, far less objectionable as opposed to, wouldn't it be messed up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, while this has been happening, uh, uh, Mike wants the president to just let Walt off. Let him off the hook. Yeah, like it'll be damaging to the country if everyone knows. Yeah, like it's not, we're all going to lose our jobs, but it's, imagine how it would damage the office of the president. Mm. You know, that kind of uh, political operator logic. And... Um, after the, the first lady basically harangues the president and is like, uh, no, you, you are going to release an actual true statement. Mm. You're going to say he was a traitor. And, a, and after you know, he gets that into his thick skull, they go and check on Walt. Unfortunately, he is literally hanging from a hook. Yeah, he, um, he, he lived as he died. Coming. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, 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 he's hanging. He... he he went out with one last, like, sort of, you know... We assume suicide, I guess. Yeah. But it won't be, will it? <laughs> like, well, maybe it was an accident. He might have been doing the funky Spider-Man. <laughs> so, yeah, because he hangs and shoots webs. You know, yeah. it's a, yeah, a jack thing. Um, so, okay, the final episode of this block begins with Quentin calling Rossler's phone. And Jack, you know, answers and speaks in his place. He sounds nothing like him and doesn't even try and do a voice. I would... I would have loved to hear um, Kiefer Sutherland 
trying to do whatever the hell that accent was. Because mm. functionally, you can't even do it wrong. Like it's, It is an accent that sounds wrong. It's like um, trying to draw something that looks uncanny. You can't. You you can only do it wrong by doing it perfectly. Uh, and then on a metatextual level, you've still nailed the prompt. Uh, and he's got the trigger, but they've put a chip in it that they can track. Mm. And uh, they go to go to a parking garage. Jack's like, "Show me the money, and I'll get, show you the thing." They show him the money, so he shows them the thing. At which point, then they just start kicking him. Yeah. Uh, they just kick him over and over. He's got an earpiece on. Uh, and as they drag him into the van, it's very funny hearing him say things for the benefit of his handlers. Yeah. As they're like, well, look at this. And we, they pull a coat back and Jack just says out loud, like very loudly. Oh my God. You have a thing of nerve gas. You've got one of the canisters of nerve gas in here. Why? why? Where you... are you going to put that? Tell me, uh, what's the postcode? And he's, he's, they've got like a GPS chip in the, in the remote, so they know where they're going. Like, so Chloe's like, oh, they're turning north. That's bad. That's towards a mall. And they realize, okay, they, they're going to deploy it in a mall. Mm. Uh, and yeah, uh, they demand a live demonstration. They say, like, we, you know, we're not going to just you know, take this back to where all the others are, because that was their, that was what they were hoping. The CTU was thinking, they're going to drive it back so it can be with the others. Yeah. And then we can trace it and roll. They want a live... These guys are fucking dipshits. They're not like, hang on, if we give them the remote to release the gas, um, which they're clearly having problems with because they don't have... Because, you know, they're doing they're going through all this. They clearly can't just puncture the canisters, even though I think they probably can, right? Um, because they were like very careful not to do that in the machine shop, um, then they're going to have a remote to set off these nerve gas canisters, which maybe that's not a great idea. The, the, um, they might not be able to disperse it properly, but as we see, there are other ways of dispersing it because they go to a mall. Uh, they're wearing these slightly um, campy uh, maintenance guy shirts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got you know, those uh, insane font. Yeah, on the on the maintenance thing, like you have to really squint to read it. Cause it's like one of those like really like loopy handwriting. Yeah, bits. And they you know they shoot a security guard, cut open the vent, put it in, and they're like okay, and now, and, and now Rossler, they say to Jack, now, tell us the code, tell us the code, and Samwise Gamgee is like, you got to do it, man. Tell them the code. I've already found the president. And uh, and he's okay with the the mall being like gassed out, um, because in his words, who goes to the mall anymore? And the camera keeps showing us like all of the CTU people looking at the security feeds, and it's all kids. It, like, yeah, like because and, like Audrey's like, I'm not good. I'm not. I'm not okay with this. But like Buchanan, the president, like Mike, like uh, and Samwise are all just like, well, then like, better this one mall full of children than like an entire subway station they, full of children or like in they, 20 and uh, 19 other locations. It's like, they, they say the whole, they say <sighs> what may as well be like the, the catchphrase. It's there's no other way. I, I hate this shit because I have literally thought of another way, but never mind. Like what? they're like, okay, well they, like they do the other way accidentally. Yeah. It's so fucking irritating. Like when this was happening, I was going, okay, I can think of another way. Uh, Okay. 
and then yeah, it's it's just infuriating. The writing, like, the writing is dumb. This is the trolley problem thing. But yeah, but this this time it sucks because I, it's like there's no reason to do that. Like there is another path that is no one's on the fucking tracks. Because the, the trolley problem, I think, again, is I think it's a great philosophical um, you know, discussion, great jumping off point, but like it only can exist in that one hypothetical. And when all you have to seem like uh, like you're raising a moral dilemma is the trolley problem, you do end up just bashing everything down to a "there's no other way." I, and- I hate this. But like, <sighs> apparently, even Jack can tell that they're going back to the same well a bit too much because when they t- uh, they keep telling him, you know, the, the correct code, and he gives them the wrong one. Yeah. Uh, and they're so angry that they they handcuff him to a table. He's like, the remote isn't working. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, and they're like, fix it. And he's like, I can't. And I was saying, man, you know what you could do is send the tech team in, and then he can go. I can fix it, but I need time. Yeah. So we've installed, you know, just hide the canister here. Hide the body for security guard, like also in the vent if you have to, and then we'll get out of here, and then we'll deploy the gas when we're away. Because then the terrorists are like, well, maybe there's another way of deploying it, and activating the triggers. Right? Like it's already in a ventilation shaft. If you just hit it with a hammer, it's it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't like, matter if it won't be deployed. It's, it's in a ventilation yeah, shaft. Like, it's, it, that's how that's what's going to deploy it. Uh, so they call up Quentin Tarantino. Um, who tells them how to activate it? They activate it and run away. But as they like hotwire the canister, which and... I assume is not good that you can do. Yeah. But there we are. Uh, and Jack manages to like kicks. Uh, he manages to flip uh, one of the guys over with his legs while lying on the floor. Ste- uh, kills him, steals his gas mask, and is able to stop um, the canister from deploying more than just a little. Mm. But that means that yeah, well, it's been deployed in the in the vents of a mall. He runs and he turns off um, the ventilation system, but like about like a dozen people die, uh, and this one twelve year old uh, or like under an under twelve year old moppet, Jack like picks up and she's already got like a little bit of foam at her mouth, and he, he manages to get her outside and they give her like a shot of. Atropine? He's like, I need a, I need an atropine dose for an under, for under twelves, and I was like, I'm not, I don't know if that exists, man. Yeah, it's like, I, like CBRN units tend not to have a kids menu. But... Yeah, but like, I, no, atropine, I think, is like pretty fucking nasty. Like, I don't know if like there's a dose you can give to a child that small. But uh, here, I, I assume there's also no good dose of nerve gas, actually. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know what? Let's, you know, roll with it. And so they stabilize her. Uh... But yeah, the fact that even Jack realizes that going to the moral dilemma involving children twice in two episodes, he's like, "Come on, is once I'll go along with." But as we've seen last episode, there's there's another way, which is, well, they spook this guy, he runs away, and so they just follow him. Yeah, and well, that only works ish. But like, there's another way, which is the one that Audrey's suggesting, which is like, you know, you take them into custody. Then you get a canister of the nerve gas as well. And, like, I'm assuming that you can do something with that. Like, but also, like... Maybe they know things. Yeah, if maybe you, they might tell you some shit. If you're going to go so hog wild for what Rossler knows, why not two of the actual terrorists? Yeah, like... Uh, it's infuriating. Uh, they, they chase him. He gets to the... Um, uh, he gets back to the meeting place. But they've already left. 
and Quentin Tarantino tells him to kill himself, so he does. Well, no, he's nearby, so they do go back to the right place as well. That's the other thing. Like, oh yeah, like he's is... watching them all roll in yeah. through some binoculars. It, it, it's like where... he's at the opera. Yeah, it's where would have been the right place, um, if it hadn't been you know quite so haphazard. Mm. So maybe if they had come up with an actual plan to spook him and follow him, then yeah, yep, uh, actually would have been more effective. But yeah, they it's a. Uh... This is where it's really beginning to undercut because the the like the whole point of characters like um, like Bill and now Samwise Gamgee is that they are the like they're the people that are so level headed that they will tell you to make the cold and calculated choice that is nonetheless the right one. That's how they're meant to. That's, that's, yeah, but it just comes across as them being the biggest dipshit in the room. That's the role that they that they have to fill in the narrative. But then when you keep making them immediately be wrong. It just seems like they haven't yeah. done their their maths. Like uh, we, when we're presented with Samwise Gamgee, we're told twenty percent of people leave in the first few days. Not well, not because they leave, but because he fires them because he's such a perfectionist. Yeah, and you know he he's the only guy that gets the flank too because he he slows them down and goes back and double checks. But once they've established that by telling us that he's the best and he's the smartest, they then make him make the dumbest decisions twice over. Yeah, two for two. Because they have, they've run out of ways of seeming smart. Yeah. Right, similarly, um, the overarching plot being, we want, we're, we're fabricating WMDs to get a, a casus belli to put troops in Central Asia. That's like that's also more or less what they did in season two. Yeah. Because these ideas they really are playing the greatest hits a bit. Yeah, like, eh? These ideas were being kicked around already, and. The thing is, in season two, they wrote it prior to the Iraq war happening, so it's like less of a, like, you know, I was, at the time I was a bit like, oh, okay, wow, they kind of saw that coming a little bit, huh? Like, that's actually, like... Season two, for all of its quite objectionable flaws, does get props for that, for the the general plot of the final aisle. Yeah. The final third. However, this is just just them doing it again. Yeah, this is... and this time, it's like, it's not even like, you know, like the US government has already done that. So. And he's like, they're, they're, they're being like clever, being like, oh, this is a, a realistic, like, you know, right up to the minute political thriller. And you can tell because these things that people are talking about in hushed tones and they're like, wouldn't it be fucked up if this is why we're there? What if we did a, a show where that was why we were there? Yeah, it's oh, fucking. And, le- and let's lay it out directly in one guy giving a speech. Rather than it being something that is uncovered by the hero over, you know, multiple episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well um, my- I mean, at least it's at least it's willing to show that the US government might do some weird shit. But at the same time, like, uh... yeah, this is this is why the politics of the show is so difficult to unpack. It's it seems that it will its politics will fit the container and the container is whatever will be. Whatever you, whatever it needs to believe to be like the most. Are you, are you impressed? Yeah. Are you not entertained? Anyway, this is twenty four trying to live up to the hype of being twenty four. Anyway, at Uh, this point, we can stop the MSA Millennium Clock because Curtis fucking puts one on going to the going to the location that the terrorist runs off to. The CTU roll in wearing MSAs. Trin does the Leo DiCaprio point at the screen. I, was, I took a picture and I sent it to the group chat with my polycule. I was like, fuck's sake, again with this. 
and uh, yeah, it took a while, but at least we got that. That was mostly the the last image we saw. So that was a, a little cherry on this quite well, a, a half boring and half objectionable Sunday. Mm. But a, mm. a, a little plot thread we missed. Um, Mike says, "Now that Walt is dead, we don't have to say that he's a traitor." And the first lady says, "You absolutely do." And they said, "Oh yeah, you want to do that? Then how about you tell his widow?" And she says, "Okay, yeah, okay, that's that's the right thing to do." And then Mike and the president look at each other like, "Oh fuck, we actually weren't expecting him oh, to say shit. that." Bollocks! But then the widow when, turns when, up when and we, she's like, "When we have this argument in our head in the shower, we always win it." Yeah. Uh, yeah, the widow turns up, and 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 she bottles it and just tells him that. He was a hero. But what I do like is that the speech that they've written actually for like to the statement that they've put out about Walt is that like he's a good man taken too soon by like stress. It's and stress it from like, overwork. Yeah, it looks like they've they're they're writing out like, yeah, we worked him to death. Uh like fuck that guy. Uh <laughs> like it's like the state whoever's writing these statements sucks. Because it just then it just makes the president look really shit. Yeah, it looks like he's like he's a terrible boss. Yeah. Um yeah, like it, the first lady, even though her plot line is mostly around having woman problems, where she sort of gets on the verge of tears and says, "Why won't you believe me?" to the worst man in the world. It is interesting having her as a counterpoint. So, like, wait, when you have your know, three people in a room saying very real politic things to each other to justify what they already want to do, yeah, and then she says, "But that's wrong." Yeah, they're like, oh, fuck, yeah, she, she, yeah she's right. And like, yeah, we were hoping nobody would ever point that out. Yeah, fuck. Um, like, or like, yeah, you want to do the hard thing? And then she's like, yeah, I'll do that. And they're like, oh, shit. And, and I actually also kind of liked how, upon seeing her, like, oh, yeah, the, the, the right thing to do is also the hard thing to do. And she's kind of had a bit of a big day. Yeah. It's maybe not something she can do right now. And then yeah, when it turn, when it when when she sees the widow, she just is like, yeah, Walt was pretty sick. Yeah, he like he was a a good dude. Is that what was it you wanted to tell me about him? That it's sad that he's dead. And then she like leaves the room, clearly just like I fucking hate myself. I'm such a fucking idiot. Oh my god, like yeah, yeah you know, it's like um, when you say thanks you too at the cinema when um the t- <laughs> when the ticket seller <laughs> ticket seller says enjoy your movie, yeah. and I'm like you too, and I'm like fuck Jesus God damn it fuck. Um, well, we're on. Let's start block three. I'm, um, yeah, okay. Oh, I can't. I don't, I don't feel like it can get worse. So sure. I think it gets worse in a manner where it gets better. Okay. If if they give me another stupid binary choice that is immediately proven not to matter, then. Uh... <laughs> now, would you be okay if those if those just started getting a little silly? <laughs> It dep- I think it depends, right? Like, oh, how would you be okay if they inv- involved fewer, like, children? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that would be good. Yeah, either two options: either fewer children or significantly more, like Torchwood, where it's like we've got to send a hundred million kids to space for drugs. Like, <laughs> if Twenty Four did that, then I'd be like, well, you know what? I think the difference with Torchwood is that it's like clearly not real like yeah like they're talking about fucking aliens like in this in this instance the weed aliens yeah in this instance they're talking about something like that they're trying to pretend is a real world threat like well 
No, because in, in Torchwood, they come from a real place, which is to say space. Yeah. Whereas yeah, okay. Quentin Tarantino comes from... Vague... Who's to say? Yeah, he comes from Vagnia. Yeah. He, come... okay. he, he, he comes from Shruggerstan. He's like... Well, he's he's just going to be dry, pootling around with a bunch of nerve gas. I can I can kind of see where this is going to go. It's like, ooh, wait, this is fucking season three with the guys that are going to de- um, release the, the virus in. Yeah, that are going to release it in like like the true believers releasing in various locations. Yeah, no. fuck off. They can't write anything new. This is season. This season genuinely is like 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 the twenty four annual. Like they're doing like all the like the bumper edition of all of the stupidest fucking subplots. This is them realizing that the only thing they have left in them is jumping the shark. It's like what if it was so instead of going... a virus, it was nerve gas. What if instead of um a co- an oil corporation trying to make us go to war in another nation, it was the U.S. government itself? What if uh, David Palmer actually did get shot, and what if Tony actually did get exploded? It's like all of the same shit, like. It's shit they've already done with what, different names. What if Kim was boy? <laughs> that's my favorite. Um, that's... What if it was a tiger instead of a mountain lion? <laughs> it's, I'm losing my fucking mind. My, my favorite um, Marvel what I, if was what if Kim was boy? I feel like I've gone to like, you know, in DS9, there's that like alternate universe where like, Attention, Bajoran workers. But like, where they, where like, um, like Major Kira is like a like DS Nine spoilers, by the way. Oh, yeah. Fuck, sorry. Um, where uh, like Major Kira is like outrageously sexy and Machiavellian. Oh yeah. Like it's like that. Like it's like it's like they're just doing like the same thing, but like slightly differently. Yeah. Um. Oh, fuck, and they, and they don't, and they haven't given me any like any women to be horny at. Like, there's not, there's none. Which, like, you know, like, uh, at least Nina Myers was in some of the others. Yeah, you had, yeah, before you had Nina Myers. Yeah, when I had to deal with this fucking subplot in season three, I at least had Nina Myers. Uh, in season four, you had the lesbian high five assassin. Yes! The one, that, the one that gives Mandy! Pal- yeah, the one that gives Palmer the devil's high five at the end of season two. Yeah, there's no one so far. At least maybe Kim will come back. Fuck, that's like the one the one thing. Kim is on her way to sort of like retrieve my psyche. Like, just because I know something ridiculous will happen to Kim any minute now. Well, let's let's jump back uh, in. Yeah, she better turn up soon, because fucking hell. <laughs> okay, right, let's go. I Either wave hello to someone you love or wave goodbye to someone you hate. You'll accept either. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, like, without, without Nina Myers, you need to see Palmer get bodied in the first ten minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's with, not... with this, unfortunately, they've run out of President's Palmer. Yeah, and that's not really a renewable resource. Yeah, well, yeah, that's sustainable. I think they... it needs to be someone that the show thinks I I will like. Like if they kill like Bitchard Nixon, I am gonna be like, yeah, like rip and hell, dickhead. But I'm not like like cheering at the screen because like the writers thought that I would like him. You yeah. know? Yeah. Well, they're writing him as a dick, so it's like. Well, let's. Let's see. I don't know whether this starts to get to the point where I recommended it in this block or the next. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Okay, right. Yeah, let's go. Well, Uh... until next time, don't stop the party. Unless there is literally no other way. If stopping the party is the only way to stop kids from dying, (laughs) then I don't know. Maybe those kids have just... You, Fuck them kids. Only you can make that decision. <laughs>